the fuck a football? Oh. Hey, you hear me? Recorded live. That's a nice intro oh. right there, boy. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. I got a new DJ streamer system going. Hell yeah. All right, DSFL week four. Everything sounds good from your end. I got new system set up here. Yeah, yeah. My connection's a little iffy. I'm in the basement of this, uh, this radar approach control. Oh, okay. It's called an air base. Okay. So, what's got to talk about ESFL? That's all we talk about here. That's right. Well, you got anybody playing right now? Yeah, I got a couple guys. Three guys. Ooh, you putting up some points, ain't you? 51? Putting up points? That, that's all AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, that's I see that. Luck. He's struggling right now, but he'll pick it up here in a little bit. Frank Gore. I only expect about 10 points from Frank Gore every week, so looks like I'm going to get it from him. Yeah, you see that what you can Terrence get from him. West? Yeah. Huh? Uh, see that news, Terrence West, the new starter for Baltimore. I know. I picked him up. Jesse dropped him, and I scooped him right up. Yeah, I scooped him up last week. That's good news to me because I ain't got running backs. I don't know I how had, good it's uh, going to be. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I expect about ten points from him too. So. Yeah, I don't know how I good that's gonna be. Yeah, I got Artist Payne. I was kind of debating whether or not to start him or Terrence West, but hopefully West will uh, produce some points for me. I don't know. Yeah, all you can do is wait and see. You don't know. What's going to happen? No. Nope. Who are you playing this week? Texan Bruisers, old uh, Division foe. Oh, Division game, huh? No, it was. Now, we ain't in the same division no more. Oh. I'm like 4-0 and against him the last two years. He's going to try to bounce back and put me down this year. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to do a presser. Talk about this trade, but didn't get around to it. You better get your presser done. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Everybody likes a good see, presser. RJ, my... Yeah. RJ got his new unis this week, huh? Looks like, like it. Looks like he's got his new stuff going on, man. Is that, is that the Rush edition? No, no. We don't have those till like week nine. Oh, okay. Let's let's talk about this division recap, man. What's going on in here? It's a toss up. Who knows who's gonna come out on top now? What division are you talking about? That I'm looking at you know, besides Orange Crush and that's still up in the air with the Billy Cats. No no one's really running away with the division. Are you talking Nebula? Yeah, yeah. We you you're still 2-1. You're the same. 
Dude, I, I ain't worried about the, I ain't worried about the standings right now. All I'm worried about is points. Yeah, all I'm worried about is points. Most teams are going to finish six wins, seven wins, five wins. It's a 500 league, man. The You're Rockets talking are, about the victory points? Yeah, I'm worried about points. That's how you get victory points. Yeah. I so, was trying to explain it to, to Schwartz the other day. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to win, don't get me wrong. But... Right now, it comes down to how many, you got to be putting up points in the weeks that you know where your team is and what its standing of it is. And uh, wins are important, but they ain't the most important thing. It's a long season. Most teams in the league is going to end up with five, six, seven wins. Mm. The rosters are too equal. The only people that win. Nine games, ten games. They had a couple of lucky games, a couple of good lucks, you know. Three games of good luck where they, the other team scored low. It's the only way it happens. So you should be worried about how many points you're getting. How many victory points are you setting at? Eight? That's, ain't shit. That ain't, well, the your com, best in your conference is 12, so that's not too bad. You can get four easily. Yeah, I got to put up at least 200. Who won the high yeah. 50 last week? Yeah. Cass? The first time he's ever won anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Looking at your division, well, you're you're at, uh, you got the most points in your division. You got the most victory points by double. You got the most defensive points. Second most offensive points. You're all right. You're doing yeah. all right, man. Yeah, I'm all right, but we'll see how this power move, this trade works out in the end. They rarely work through anything. I've went back through the you years and added them up. No, they don't do nothing. You Me and Josh so? went back. And, I know so. I went back and researched it. Me and Josh did. Yeah. I did. I did every game that was trades were involved. And I looked at what the guys you got rid of would have had each week, what you got for that week, whether you would have won or lost, with either way. And it all every year it's come out equal. Every trade that's ever happened come out equal, not counting playoff games. Except in two years ago, I would have won one more game than I did. I mean, I did win one more game than I would have if I hadn't made the trade. <clears throat> Most of the time it has uh. no effect. Dang. What's up, yeah. Bruce? Well, let's see. Bruce is in here. What's going on? What's up, Bruce? What's up? There he is. Did y'all hear that applause? I got a new DJ streamer going, Bruce. What? Did you hear that music playing? No. Did you hear it, Jay? Yeah, yeah. You didn't hear no applause going on, uh, Bruce. I heard it. I got a new DJ streamer going, and we got the whole, we got the show set up now, boy. We played the intro. You missed that. Hmm. What do you got to talk about? I ain't got nothing to say about football. I don't even like it. 
I don't care for it myself. I'm glad it's almost halfway over already. Can't take the the unknown. Yeah, out of, really out of my control. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It really ain't the unknown. It's the non-control you can have over it because it all comes down to chance, really. I mean, it's like freaking grabbing a Yahtzee bag of Yahtzee dice and throwing them out. I mean, you can help yourself a little bit, but it ain't guaranteeing nothing. Jay's got some good takes. He's he's worried about these division races, and it's only three games being gone by. Hell yeah. Our division is the worst one out of the whole fucking league. <laughs> Who's in? Me, Bruce, Bruce, and Bob sitting one and two. We suck. What you need to look at is the points. Four ninety nine, five twelve. Yeah, y'all suck. Y'all's got it the lowest point scored in the whole of all of the nine teams in your division you got three of the top four lowest points scored yeah that's pretty pathetic man but what's that tell you Bruce that I got a good chance of winning (laughs) (laughs) the only thing that tells you is that you guys got three of the top four Lowest scores of nine. That's the only thing it tells you. Don't mean it's going to keep being that way, does it? No. Mm. Jay, talk about this Antonio Brown trade. Yeah, it's probably the biggest trade of the season. For sure. Uh, I took a risk, you know. Based on Antonio's history, a risk <laughs> two years. Yeah, that's that's a risk, Bruce. How you figure? I gave up the third best quarterback and the number one best receiver, and the number five best tight end for a risky receiver in Antonio Brown. Well, I don't why think. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think the receiver that's, that's is risk. risky. I think the quarterback is risky. Of the combination, mm-hmm. that's your risk. With who? Big Ben getting Big Ben, or me giving up I, Stafford? I don't see the risk in Antonio Brown. No. Although when when Ben's not in, when the Ben wasn't in the game, he didn't. He gets half his numbers, if that. So. That's why I say the risk is on the Big Ben, because I dealt with that last year, and I'm probably going to deal. I know I'm dealing with it this year, not yet. But when you got that combination, you're relying so much on one of them gets hurt, it affects both of them. Well, and like, like you said, Jay. I mean, on paper, I mean, verbally, you say I'm going to trade you Antonio Brown and Big Ben for blah blah blah. Okay, mostly everybody's like, oh, that's bull, that's bullshit. But then, like, Bruce is, I'm talking to Bruce all up leading up to the trade when he was asking me why it was taking so long to approve it. Bruce, I mean, I didn't say to Bruce that these guys are going to get traded, but I was feeling him out. So he's all about those numbers this year, what they've done 
this many points, this many points, that many points. So you can't look at what two years worth of shit equals. That don't mean nothing in a trade for this year. So yeah, Jay, that's right. Jay, why did you start Andrew Luck today? You just thought he had a better matchup. Yeah, I thought he had a way better matchup uh, against this shitty Jacksonville defense, but uh, we'll see. It's half time. I know. I'm doing the same thing. I'm playing matchup, too, man. I'm playing a joke like It's really a toss-up between Big Ben and Andrew Luck. Either one can put up numbers. I I feel more comfortable with Luck playing against Jacksonville than with Big Ben going against Kansas City. We'll see. Would you guys have started Big Ben? I'm knocking you. I'm just asking you why. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I just felt more comfortable with luck. Have some done shit, though. Dude, Indianapolis is bad, man. Their offensive line is what hurts them, man. It's what holds them back. Ever since uh, B.A. left... They, you know Andrew Luck hasn't been the same. I was talking to Josh about this the other day. You know, everybody knocks the Cleveland Browns, and I'm certainly in that category. About the quarterbacks and the struggles, all the struggles they've had. But you know what? No one, no one talks about the Miami Dolphins as nearly as much as they do the Cleveland Browns. And you think about it, they ain't had a quarterback since Dan Marino left. Yep, they've been terrible. Nothing. Nothing. Awful. The the reason that, that everybody's on Cleveland is because they see the the Dolphins as viewed as overall they're competitive. Quarterback they haven't had, but everybody a lot of people really think this is a good quarterback they got now, but it isn't. But they, they a lot of people rank him in the top ten of quarterbacks. I, he ain't. But Cleveland, the problem with Cleveland that everybody sees is the draft, all the draft picks they make are usually failures, man. I mean, and, and their whole draft process, look at look at what they did this year. What did they do this year in the draft that was totally fucking ridiculous? <laughs> you know, you don't even have, you, you don't even they, have to know who they drafted. It's who they didn't draft. They traded the number one overall pick, and who have they got for it? They tr- basically traded Carson Wentz to the fucking Rams and who they got. I think they Nobody. psyched themselves out this year. Because you're right. Mm-hmm. Their draft pick has been a bust. I think it's been in the back of their mind. They didn't want to go through it again. Probably. They was afraid, they was afraid to miss. <laughs> well, then if, hey, if they can't see Car- – he might not end up being no Hall of Famer. Or not. He might not even be that – he might just be average. But if they can't see in him what two amateurs like me and you saw in him when we watched him play at NDSU, then they all need to be fired. He has everything it's supposed to take to be a quarterback. He puts in the work. He's smart. He's got this body. He's got the arm. If it fails, it ain't their fault. Now, when you they, you pick players like they've been picking, the problem is they ain't willing to work a lot of times. Johnny Manziel's. You going in, everybody knew that guy ain't going to come and work. Hey, 
He went back to work. He went back to school. Did you see that? I've seen that. He can't. He can't stand not being in school no more. <laughs> he ain't gonna graduate. He's a mutt. But you know what I'm saying? That's a different yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. They their draft, and it don't matter who the general manager is. Some something in there that daddy got to be the ownership is getting involved in that shit and not letting it happen because. Anybody that's watched NDSU play last two years knows Carson Wentz is NFL caliber. True? You saw him play how many games? Two? Yeah, yeah. And you knew right away this guy can play in the NFL. Good. He, he's willing to work. That's the big thing with quarterbacks, man. If they're, if the guy's got all this stuff but he ain't willing to work, it's worthless. A lot of these quarterbacks, I don't know for sure because I'm not there, of course. But, you know, Peyton Mannings and Brady, they're in the damn film room 24 hours, almost seven days a week. What it takes. So, yeah, the Dolphins are bad, man. They're bad ever since. I mean, you know what? When Marino left, they were still decent for a couple years. But ever since uh, Shula left, they've been pathetic. They're bad, dude. They're bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've turned out just as many quarterbacks, I think, as the Browns have. Yeah. I honestly, I don't even know. I, I don't think I can name five quarterbacks after Marino or three quarterbacks because they haven't left an impression. I can name the one today. I can name... Who what? Uh, Jay Feely? Didn't he play for uh what was his name? Jay uh A J Feely. Yeah. He played for him. I don't know if I can name another one. Pat White wasn't a quarterback, he played there, but he, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of any. Who played but who who they have starting before Oh, didn't the guy that plays for San Francisco play for him? Gabbert? No, no, he played for Jacksonville. Lane Gower played for Jags. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know, man. That tells you right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't think of him, man. AJ Feely, he he started quite a few games for him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, they're they're that's that's a bad spot for them. But you know what? You could be a good okay. Throw out the quarterback. You, without one, you can still be a decent team if you got defense and can run the freaking football. Yeah. You can be a seven and nine team. You know, eight and eight compete. But they can't even do that. I mean, I can't have to look at their records. But to me, they seem like they're five and eleven every year, six and ten. They're bad shape, man. Yeah, I'm gonna bad look up who the quarterbacks have been. Where are you at, Jay? Down in the tower basement? Yeah, I'm down in the basement. Turkin for UFOs. Hell yeah! You ever seen one, Jay? Nah, man. 
R.J. told us he did. He did. Pharrell? No, not Swartz said he did. Yeah, Swartz. It was Swartz, man. Swartz ain't never seen no freaking UFOs in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, man. Oh, he's lying his ass off. No, uh, here's not, the... not in Japan. He, where was he at before he came to Japan, Jay? Vegas? Uh, he said it was somewhere man. else. Whiteman. Whiteman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiteman. Well, he's in the tower, so maybe. Where are you at, Radar? Yeah. Uh, here's their quarterbacks, man. After Dan Marino, Jay Fiedler. Fiedler. Five years. Gus Farratt, one year. Sage Rosenfels was his backup. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Rosenfels wasn't a bad, bad, good. He was a good backup quarterback, you know. So it, backup quarterbacks aren't the same as, to me, starting. Some guys are good backups, like, like Sam Hill. He's a good backup, man. He can do for you what you need for two or three games. Rosenfels was pretty good at that. He can't be a starter, though. Gus Farratt was actually a good freaking quarterback for the Redskins before that. Then they looks like they went out and drafted Joey Harrington, tried him for a year. Then they signed Dante Culpepper. I don't remember washed that. up. I do, man. Don't then Cleo Lemon that. Cleo Lemon was a starter in 07, and he was backed up by Trent Green. Chan Pennington played for him in 08. He was their starter. Pennington, there you go. Yeah. I remember that. Then they, went to, then they went to Chad Henney in 9 and 10 with Pennington the backup. Then they said, well, let's give Matt Moore a try. And with Henney the backup, that didn't get it done. And now they got Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Well, there you go. Pretty freaking crap. What's the difference, Jay, between you say you're doing radar? What's the difference doing radar and setting up in a tower? Tower only has like six miles of airspace, and then once they're out of that, they talk to radar mm. pretty much the whole way. Yeah. And then radar, there's two different ones. The Tracon is pretty much the uh, approach control that works them into the tower. But once they leave the Tracon airspace, they go to the center, which is like the long-distance controllers that work them in between, like, different states and mm-hmm. and shit like that. Do they all so. know English, man? So, like, if a Russian pilot comes through, do they know English? Or they're Both to. Certain that's, that's law, dude. Yeah, English is air traffic. But I'm well. I know but that. Man, they, I know they know the English for terminologies that they're talking to you. But if like you had to go out of terminologies and just ask them what's wrong in the cockpit or something like that, what's going on in there or whatever, can they talk back to you in English? Hell no. No. Nope. Yeah, because that's what I always figured. That terminology-wise, yeah, they know it in English, but if you had to carry a conversation with them to know what's happening and shit, they couldn't do it, right? Usually. No. It's it's an it's night and day, working in a, in the states and it is you know overseas. Like in Turkey, they they're supposed to talk English, but 
they speak in Turkish all the time with the Turkish <laughs> controllers. Nobody says shit. I mean, it's he'll easier for them. He'll run that thing in the ground. He'll 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 stop at. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a shit over there, man. Turkey was awesome. Was you pity while over there? Nah, I was there for a year and a half. Oh. Short tour duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife just rolled in with a bag Lumpia? of raw, raw pork beef side. What's she going to turn that into, Bruce? What is it? Beef? A beef rump roast or something. Probably pulled, I mean, no, a pork pulled rump beef. roast. Oh, pulled pork rump roast? Pork, yeah. yeah pork, pork you're about to have. Last week, we rolled in kind of late because I took the company shang-ding. So I told her, won't you run over to Dickie's and get you some of that pulled pork for Jesse? So she went over and got it and brought it in. Jesse started feeding on it, and he looks at me, and he's like, who made this pork? I said, what are you talking about? He said, this ain't this ain't Maria's pulled pork. <laughs> I said, what's wrong with it? He said, it ain't it ain't no it ain't good, man. He said, it's good, but it ain't the one I was expecting. I said, nah, we got that from Dickie's. He's like, yeah, I like the other stuff better, man. So she's making it today. <laughs> you never ate it, the Dickie's, house? have you, Bruce? No, there's one right, that, right down the road, too. We've never I saw it. I saw it. You need to pick up a, get you a brisket. That a new restaurant? No, I think they're, it's a chain. I mean, it's like a barbecue place. It's pretty good, man. I don't know how long they've been around. they got pictures of Ronald Reagan hanging on the wall with the owner and shit, so I think it's been around a long time. Alan Hearns' first catch of the day. My number one overall draft pick. He's doing well. Hey, hey, he, uh, the Manning Face team didn't get on the first pick or second pick, and they're in first place in their division. What do you mean? They traded that shit? No, he didn't show up for the draft. The way it worked is, if you didn't set a list, projected draft picks that you want, and you didn't show up for the first two rounds, it skips you. Okay, and then you can join at any time and make those picks. So you could come in in the fourth and make it up. But if you didn't show up, then the computer automatically started picking for him at the third round based on the computer's list. It's the way it's set up. So he didn't show up at all. So he missed round one and two, and the computer picked three through 12. But he's sitting in second place. Well, he's he's two and one, and the, the bruisers are three and oh. So what's that tell you about that? I've said it, dude. I've said it for three years, and I haven't got the cojones to do it. The computer, <laughs> the computer gets it right, man. We try to outthink the computer. They get it right. I know every year you say you're just going to let it uh, pick, and you never do, man. Man. Shit. I don't man. We've seen it with Clem. Now we're seeing it. Uh, Whitmore won a world championship doing that. He didn't draft yeah. at all. Yeah. Didn't show up. I tried that next year. I've said it That's three what years. Says. I'm going to do it. I can't do it. I can't let myself do it. Because, first of all, 
to me, the most enjoyable part of the whole fantasy football season is the draft. And second is. is the playoffs. And third is the championship game when you're in it. So it if but you, you know sit there and you enjoyable. let somebody else draft for you, that shit ain't no fun. No, you're right. But you know what else is enjoyable? Watch sitting down on Sunday watching your team explode. Yeah, well, man. I haven't had but, that feeling in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, what what happens is when you get a computer team, you they never explode. You just get average points all week, every week. That's what happens. You don't ever get explosive weeks, rarely. But what you get is you get decent scores every week. I'm making a I'm making a commitment to myself. I need to have a little self discipline next year. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step back. Watch it go. Run its course. Yeah. That's probably helped you out. I've seen it happen, man. I mean, I I don't disagree with it. But I like being doing it because it's fun. That's the funnest part of the season, man. I, I agree. It's fun, dude. Maybe I would draft. Maybe you should just drive the first three rounds and then let the computer do the rest. Oh, no. I'm doing I, – I, I, I just sat there and watched it. I have to draft the whole thing. What we should do, oh, start. Hard to do. We need to. We gotta kick somebody out next year. We'll kick somebody out and put a coalition team and just let the computer draft it every year. We need to get rid of a real team, but that caught, that cuts out two hundred bucks of entry fee winnings. But we should have the, the coalition was actually an ingenious. It actually turned out really good, dude. And when we do have those, it really adds to it. You think you agree? I like. I actually it. like the coalition. Yeah, I think it was. I think it really added a lot to the league, man. Now, I, I think we should probably have one, a team every year. Dude, Are you oh, thinking about expanding? No, we're. All, I like the way it is, man. I don't think we'll ever go more. We could, because we're nine. only nine. We could go up to twelve, but. We've had That's twelve fourteen. No, twelve's about an average fantasy league. We've had twelve and fourteen. We might have had sixteen one year, didn't we, Bruce? Maybe. You're talking about twenty four people. Yeah, but you can't worry about that because you gotta look at per conference. That's what the player well, yeah, pool. Yeah. Twelve. That's so a the player lot. pool. That's a little too much because of the player pool. You'd have to limit the roster because then you're. Chuck, be Jay, we ran there. 12 and 14 teams for like five, six years in a row. That when I was in? Yeah, we did. I don't think so. I know so, man. We didn't start, uh, we didn't go down to this shit nine per conference till like three years ago. Before that, it was 12, 14. Man, I think one year was 16. Bruce, the first year that we went to conferences, you wasn't you sat out, didn't you? Oh five. Uh, maybe. maybe. I think what happened year. was, I think what happened was I had to go look it up, but I'm not gonna. But I think oh five we went to two conferences, two separate player pools, and I think oh six we went back to one conference of like fourteen, and then oh seven we went or eight we went back to conferences or something like that. Did you just see that throw by Andrew Luck? You see a picture I'm about right 20 seconds behind you. 
I'm about 20 seconds behind you, Jay. Oh, I ain't got behind no picture. me. You should be in front of me. Oh, here, hold up. Who is that? <laughs> That's Josh. Did he say that? What's time? he doing? He looks like a science experiment. Oh. <laughs> What's he getting a sleep apnea test? Yeah, getting a sleep study test. <laughs> <laughs> we should put that on your helmet oh, next week. I was dying, dude. When I saw <laughs> Zombies, that. man. Put that on there for your zombie helmet, man. Oh. <laughs> I showed you that. I found. I show you a picture like this. He looks like a science experiment. Hey, imagine if he had that still still had that third head on his chest. It'd be like blocking his face, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's down. Never mind. Bruce, did you drop that Puzlinski guy? The what? Puzlinski. Puzlinski. Did I drop him? Yeah, or is he still in your squad? No, you dropped him. Go get him if you want. He's going off, man. That's funny because when I first turned on the game, I was telling them, they, they said something about Paul Paul's losing me, and I, I was making fun of him to her, man. I said, he ain't made a play in three years, and he's freaking lighting it up, ain't he? Yeah, he's going off. It's like his second sack. Can't tell with them guys, man. I know. Oh, yeah, I want to announce it. I put it on the message board. The RFA Step 1 deadline is now before week five. I already done mine, I think. I know, but uh, there's I, – I didn't announce it properly, probably, so I, I'm going to extend it. First of all, and it really doesn't matter what week. It could be week freaking 12 if you wanted for Step 1. Really, it kind of matters, but it, it's not since you're not binding to step one, it don't matter. So I'm just gonna move it to step week five. Everybody gives them time to get settled in from the draft, get the season going. And I don't know if anybody's got anybody that they plan on doing. I put I posted it, and now it's known for sure where it's at, how to do it. So if they don't do it, that's their problem. I think Josh is the only one with RFA this year. Yeah, he's got one. Carson. Uh, he'd already did it. I think he'd already done it too. Anyway. Yep. Damn, I'm freezing in here. I got that air going because Jesse, when he shows up, he sweats like a pig over there. So I'm trying <laughs> to pre-cool it down for him. I'm freezing my ass off. Man. Well, let's look at the insider here real quick. I'll go over them. Week 5 insider vintage done by Justin Kazima. Uh, short and sweet. D crown holder at Frost. Bruce, you got the side up? No. I got it. I got no. Uh, what's their record? I just need to know their records. Crown holder at Frost. Whether it's a division game. Crown holder Frost. Both in the vintage, of course. Frost, long-time performer Frost. in this league since about 2005. They're both last place. <laughs> What's their They're record, not in the man? same division. One and two. 
Both. Okay, One, it's going to be a tight game. Uh, Newton's been hotter than uh, Wilson. He likes double up with Baldwin, though. Receivers are even. He's going advantage to Frost at the tight end. Le'Veon Bell's going to be the trump card. He gives the crown holder the win. Schwartz Hammer Sticks, 0-3. Against Purdue, two and one. It's not going to be close. Purdue's got three pretty good receivers. Got a better edge at running back. Swartz needs two defensive plays, big ones. Purdue by 25. Crush and Zima. Zima's 0 and 3. What's Crush's record? 3 and 0, I think. 3 0. Yep. Battle of the Brothers. Zima has to win. Avoid going 0 and 4 and looking for Blackjack. Uh, neither one of them's running game looks good. Jarvis Landry's pretty good. He'll cancel out. What did he end up with, Jay? Landry. Uh, Played on third. Check. 13 points. Uh, Julio and Sanders. How much? 13 points. Julio and Sanders. Bigger outing than Hopkins and Hearns. He's going with the Orange Crush by double digits. Now, this is supposed to be the vintage, but he actually wrote it on every game this week. So, Billy Cats and the Rams, I don't know their records. Two and one for the Billy Cats and the Rams, I don't remember. What is it? Uh, let me see. Rams, they are two and one. Cats are two and one. Cats have been on fire, but... Stafford's prime for a big outing against a bad Bears defense, but Cats have nice double up with Newton and Benjamin. But it's canceled out because both are starting Benjamin. He likes Gurley and Miller to be the difference. Uh, Rams by 15. Runners at the Bruisers. 3-0 and for the Bruisers, 2-1 and for the Runners. Texans has a nice wide receiver lineup, gives him an edge in the running game. Uh, last week's embarrassing performance by Big Ben. He'll look for a bounce back. It's going to be a nail-biter. He goes with the Texans. Wally's Texas Stars, I think, are 2-1. and one. Manning faces 2-1. and one. Uh, Looks like a runaway, strong running game for Wally, and he's got a good wide receiver quarterback combo and Breeze and Cooks. Manning face needs Thomas and Larry Fitz to play back at their level they have been. He's going with the Stars by 20. Fanatics and the Naders. <clears throat> you got anything on that one, Bruce? No. Uh, this game could go either way. Receiving cores are evenly matched. Light edge goes to Cav in the running game with Lucene McCoy. Uh, tight ends will be the difference in the game. Cav's going to win this football game by single digits. You got anything now, Bruce? Mm-mm. Igama and RJ, what's your records, Jay? RJ, 2-1. I won two. What you got on it? Uh, RJ's probably going to get his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> My newly formed receiving core is going to stamp its uh, arrival with a demolishing defeat to RJ Griffin. RJ's taking a big gamble, starting Bears quarterback and a wide receiver. Uh, won't That's be enough false. to stop Igama's receivers. Giving advantage and running back to RJ, though. He's going to fall short. He goes Igama by 10. The last one, Violet Pardue. Real strong running games, both teams. Pardue has the wide receiver advantage. He likes Cooks and Cooper to have bigger days than Robinson and Crabtree. 
Neither team having a double up. Difference will be the quarterback. Pardue by 15. You guys got anything to say on any of those games? Pardue will lose. You don't like his unit this year? I don't. I don't like it, man. I don't think he'll lose, man. I can't go against my hot, my bold hot take. (laughs) Well, Mal needs to step it up. He's only got four points from Devontae Parker. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It's going to be tough for him. I think Brewster's going to beat his ass. Val's not going to get lucky like it did last week against me. Yeah, Val's not good either, man. To go over to Nebula, it was written by uh, Patrick Klimko. Got his little press conference picture going there. Uh, I'm not going to read through all this. The games, the Blitzing Zombies and the Naders. What do you think about that Zombies helmet this week, Bruce? It looks like you got a... Hill, West Virginia hillbilly turned into a zombie. Good-looking helmet. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm not reading all I that. He's going zombies this. 178 to 100. Mm. He hates Cav. If you put Cav and Cliff going in a room together, ain't no telling what the hell would happen. <laughs> Did they used to work together? No. No, I no. never met. Nope, I know Klimko can't stand even, and Cav can't stand Klimko, man. They're always knocking each other's shit. He, you know, it's funny you said that since Cav told me the other day. He sent me a text. He said, I can't stand that psycho Billy Cass guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. They're always going at it, dude. You know what would be funny if they was like to get together and work together, they'd probably like they'd be they'd be the shit to each other, man. They'd probably. turn out liking each other. Uh <laughs> Billy Katz and the Rams. Uh Katz two oh one, the Rams one sixty five, Swartz and Purdue. Purdue by thirty. Crush and Zima, he's going with the Ruskies, get their first win by about twenty. Igama and RJ, who RJ looks like he's wearing his alternate uniforms this week. He's yeah, going with the Palms one. by 30. Palms by 30. And Vile and Pardue, he's going with Pardue by about 50, 52. That's, that's the insiders this week. You can find them on the front page. Read them. I'd recommend reading. We pretty much went over the whole nebula there, what's there, but Clem's got some good funny takes in his. Uh, I was thinking about today, man, I was doing something, making that alternate uniform for RJ. I was thinking, what if we do our insider like we do, but the team with the lowest points each week has to write another story? <laughs> it's hard enough to get people yep. write the insider, let alone do that. Yeah, I know. I know. I was about to say that. But you know how negative that article would be, man, most of the time? Because <laughs> you know how you feel after <laughs> after yeah. you get beat. Imagine what you feel like putting up 88 points. Uh, Clem asked me what the record for low was because he thought he had it last week. What did he end up scoring, man? Uh, like 98, 98 points or something. Dude, I looked up 96.48. I looked up the lowest scoring ever, and this is in the 
this is in the the era we're in, we're in now. The scoring was all the same, same amount of starters. But the score, quarterback scoring was a little different, not much. The lowest freaking score in history. I'm gonna bring it up. I know kind of what it was. It's unbelievable, dude. How can you even? I would have hung myself if I got that that low amount of points. Hold up, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, the lowest points, weekly points scored in an ESFL game was by the Xander's Tater Haters in 2006, oh. week four. 43.12. How do you know he had 43 points? Yeah, he had a full line. Same amount of people? Yeah, everything's the same, man. Yeah. Damn. Modern air. Yeah, it's the modern air. 43 points. How do you get 43 points See, with 12 guys or 13 guys? I understand. That was my strategy that year to win because I brought in Cav, Witt, and Xander <laughs> that same year, and I still couldn't pull out a world championship. No, the first year Xander, the first year Xander's was in, dude. I think he, I think he went to the ballistic bowl that year. Didn't him? Didn't sure? McKinney beat him in the ballistic bowl? Yeah, let me look dude, at the that, ballistic ball. Dude, if you got, I think him and McKinney played in it. He knew nothing about football, dude. Nothing. Let me look it up. See, ballistic ball history, or I'm gonna look at postseason results. 2006. Seems like to me he was there. Chicago Bears. That was his favorite team. Chicago Bears. No, that was McKevitt. I'm thinking about McKevitt and uh, Temp no, played McKevitt in ballistic knew, ball. McKevitt knew football. Yeah, him and yeah, uh, Xander's never made the playoffs, man. He never ever qualified for the playoffs. Yeah, I brought in yeah, McKevitt. Xander. I brought in Xander, McKevitt, Cav, uh, Kyle's tragic. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, there's one other I'm missing. I think Whitmore. I still, yeah, Whit still couldn't win. Witt ended up winning a world championship, and you you haven't won one. <laughs> McCavitt, uh, did, did he win one, man? Yeah, he won one. He won a championship? McCavitt Meat up. Sticks? Yeah. Yeah, they played, uh, they played Temp and lost in uh, 06. Now, he never won a ballistic oh, ball, he but he win? played in one. No, Temp beat him. Whitmore won in 2010. He beat Pardue. Pardue was like 11 and one. So that's your coaching tree. You had two of them. The two of them. McCavitt and Whitmore won ballistic bowls from that group you brought in. That's the same year. 2005 was a big year too, cause. 2005, Frost came in, Pardue came in, Temp came in, Frost, I Pardue, came in, and Temp. Oh, yeah, but then you dropped out for a few years. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah, that was kind of a big year for me. Point out, Rufik. Igama won in 2011. That's my real rookie debut. Yeah, that was your real first year, 2011. 
2005, you started it, but you kind of quit following your team, man. You were still in school or something. You were a punk. Yeah, I was a uh, junior. Yeah. After that, we put an age limit on it. <laughs> Although we did allow Viles kid to have a team. Remember that stupid year we had? Some people had two teams, man. Yeah, that I might had, have been I the worst. had two teams. No, I was thinking that's probably the worst thing I ever did in this league, man. That was the stupidest year we ever had, I think. Everybody had almost two teams, man. Stupid. Snoopy Whisk Kings. Although, although we did have a good-sized pot, winner's pot, but who was Cav had the rubber duckies? Yeah. <laughs> who'd you have? Who'd you have, Bruce? Legendary humanoid. Yeah. 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 That was me and you split, shared a team, second team. And that was a good team, the humanoid. They ended up winning the Gunner Cup. They just started off slow, but they was a mob squad team. They couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. You got anything else to talk about, or you want to shut this recording down and talk? Yeah, shut it down. All right, let me play the... Which one you want, right? Yeah, that's some good.